By the way, it's a two-year anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Kobe, yeah. Sad stuff. Two years ago, I was in Orlando. I remember. <laughs> I was at work, and then Raj sent that text to us, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> You're lying. I was, uh, that's funny. I was at a food court at an outlet mall, and I was like, huh, there's no way this report is true, man. Reddit's all off their rocker. And then, like, slowly TMZ and Woj reported it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's happening. I still remember we were supposed to go like it was Sunday uh, and we were supposed to go. Me and Ragged were supposed to go somewhere like a farmer's market and then just like chill downtown. And uh, and then I was like, wait, what is this? And like 20 minutes before we we're supposed to leave, I'm like, nah, this can't be real. And then like I saw it like 10 minutes later, TMZ. And then like 10 minutes later, Woj, I'm like, I can't go anywhere. Like not today. Did you it's go so and cry in your room? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> I got consoled. Yeah. It's so stupid how you just want to sit around checking like Twitter or whatever all day. When in reality, like there's only so much information you can get, right? Like either he's gone or he's gone or he's alive or he's alive and he's alive, you know? Like there was yeah. a, a there was a crash either way. It's whether the dude survived or not. And like obviously <laughs> yeah. the rest of the victims. But like <laughs> checking Twitter isn't really gonna change the the news for you. Yeah. But it just I, I don't know, it just feels bad going somewhere and then all you're doing is checking anyway. So you might as well just like not do anything. Oh, for yeah. sure. I was like the biggest buzzkill that day, man. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee I was yeah, such I a buzzkill. Work either that day. I just checking my phone just to see if they're gonna reverse the news or something. <laughs> <laughs> reverse the call. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Hoops Corner. I'm your host, Peter Tran, and on the line, Iceman himself, the baby daddy, Josh Cohen. How you doing? I'm excited to talk about the All-Stars coming up. It's going to be a good podcast. Really? Do you actually get amped up for All-Star every year? I don't, but it's fun to argue over this kind of stuff. You get to see what people's <laughs> mindsets are, whether they're more, you know, based towards winning, whether it's a combination, whether it's just stat-based, and you let guys like, you know... Uh, De'Aaron Fox in the game from the last couple seasons. Like guys that are really bad. Bradley Beal is a good example from a couple of years ago when he was averaging 30 points a game on a terrible Washington team. So it's going to be a very interesting podcast. Fair enough, fair enough. The banger in the paint, a residential medical expert. Rajan Walia, how are you feeling about the All-Star game? Uh, I think this year with the new changes to the the sophomore versus rookie game or the rising star challenge. You know, we should talk about that. Those changes are actually pretty exciting, I think. <laughs> okay. What, why? Why would this be exciting? You get to watch the same guys in like a tournament form instead of just one long game, game that turns into a dunk contest. Because it's going to be competitive this time. They've made it so it's an Elam ending, right? You play up to a certain score total, right? And then you have the four G League Ignite guys coming in who are going to want to bust everyone's ass to prove themselves. And if the guys that are in the rookie-sophomore game are not competing at that level, they might get embarrassed by these 18-, 19-year-old dudes. You know what? <laughs> it's going to end up being like Amir Johnson and Jarrett Jack in this game. <laughs> no, no. They're only choosing like the top prospects. Like the guys that are coming up in the next two drafts. Oh, only four guys. Oh, so we're not going to see Amir Johnson come back? Unfortunately, no. I mean, that would be fun and everything, but yeah. I mean, it's going to be like <laughs> 17, 18-year-old dudes that are going to 
probably show out, honestly. You know what's going to be awesome in like five years? They're going to do a collaboration with the big three. So you're going to see like Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes going against, I don't know, like Chet Holmgren or some bullshit. That's what I want to see. I want to see like really old <laughs> against really young. That'll be fun because you'll see like the generational change. You'll see like Steven Jackson hard fouling him, whereas Chet Holmgren is going out shooting from 30 feet. That'll be fun. All the young guys are going to be shooting fours somehow. Yeah. It's going to be great, man. By then, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to see. I don't care about the all-star game, man. Get this shit out of here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Raj, man. Relax. <laughs> I was about to go on off right now. Why are we doing an all-star pod if you're going to ruin the party? If I'm going to talk about the big three all day. It's going to be narrated by Ice Cube. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about all-stars today. We're going to give a, give out our starters, our reserves. We're going to follow the all-star format. So no centers. We're talking forward or front court players and guards only. Um, try to not pull some bullshit, Josh. I don't want to see you slotting Luka Doncic in as a forward. He's not. You know, like, come <laughs> on, be legit about this. Um, that makes it even tougher then for the starters. You're damn right it does. <laughs> uh, Raj, why don't you start us off with your... Let's start with the West. Western Conference starters. What do you have? All right. Well, this one for me is... The, the front court's a bit of a challenge, um, but LeBron James obviously is having a career year and uh, former MVP Jokic um, is reigning a lock MVP to... Reigning. Thank you very much. Former. Maybe repeat. Maybe repeat, oh, yeah. but... Uh, those two spots are a lock. It's really who's next behind them. Uh, I think a lot of the other front court players that we normally see, like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, even Kat, to a degree, they haven't really been performing or they haven't been on the court uh, all that much this year. So uh, for me, I'm going to have to give this spot um, to Rudy Gobert. Um, he's very good defensively. Uh, the Jazz team need him, um, and without that, they'd probably be the worst defense in the league. Uh, so I'm gonna have to say those three my front court, and then the back court's easy. It has to be Steph Curry and John Morant. Sorry, Josh. Hey, 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 hey. The the Jazz defense would only be second worst to the Atlanta Hawks if without Rudy Gobert. Thank you very much. They might be the worst, honestly. Maybe this. <laughs> it's true. Maybe maybe the Kings have something to say about that. Too, <laughs> yeah, but true. again, true. it. Man, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say the Gobert, James, Jokic, and then Curry and Morant in the backcourt. Hold on, Josh. Before you go ahead, uh, Raj wasn't here for this pre-pod, but yesterday, but when the Kings were getting blown out by the Celtics, Raj, uh, at the start of the fourth, I took the money, <laughs> not money line. I took the Kings spread at like forty-five and a half, and somehow they still blew it. Oh my! Come on, oh. man! I took the Raptors. I took the Raptors when they were getting blown out by the Blazers by 30, and uh, the line was like 18. They made it like a seven-point game. <laughs> I guess uh, the Raptors are a lot better than the goddamn Kings. I mean, the only uh, lock nowadays is betting the Clippers when they're down 25-plus because they've won, I think, three games this month when they were down 25, which is insane. And they, lo- they won yesterday being down 35. Yo, but to- on a whole totally different note. <laughs> uh, they lost um, to Luke Kennard, by the way. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear for everyone to understand that Luke Kennard was the leading force in this. And their starters played like 10, 12 minutes at most in the game. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. But So Luka Doncic is not um, regarded as a forward at all in these, is he? 
Yo, Luca's a guard, man. No. What are you talking about? No, but what is he listed as on the official ballot? As a guard. Mm. On a guard. Yeah, that does make things extremely difficult. <laughs> um, Did you have Luca as your starting <laughs> forward? You had me pegged before you started talking about this, as having Luca in this mix, even though he's a guard. But I had him as my small forward, obviously, with the other four guys you guys mentioned with Morant, Curry, uh, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. So I guess I have to change my pick then. Um, it's hard because, yeah, as you said, like this is usually Anthony Davis' spot, or Paul George, or Kawhi Leonard, usually Anthony Davis, though. And he hasn't really played enough games, and he hasn't really played to a standard either. That's something we can talk about later. Like, some of these guys, they're putting up great stats, but are they playing to the level that they are used to? Like, you know, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those types. And thus, do they deserve to be in because they're not averaging the usual averages? I don't know. But if I'm going to choose somebody that's not named Luka Doncic as my fifth starter, I am going to go with... I can't pick a guard, obviously... You know what? Give me Cat. Cat deserves to be there. Minnesota's in the, what, the sixth spot now? And he's been really consistent besides being out with COVID, and he's had a great year across the board. Give me Cat. Anything to not pick uh, Rudy Gobert, eh? Correct. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God. Really? You're going to pick a guy who, where do the uh, Timberwolves stand in the standings right now? What are they, like, eighth to tenth? No, no, no. They're in like six. a 6-8 spot, I Ooh, think. Oh, they're 7th. My bad. My bad. Okay. Well, I... They've played really well the last couple months, and, uh, you know, obviously Cat's the biggest part of that. And he's actually played defense this year. He's become is... a better passer overall. He still has his regular shooting splits, which are amazing. Is Cat a better and... defender, or is the team around him better at defending, i.e. Jared Vanderbilt and uh, Pat Bev whenever he's on the floor? You know? No, I mean, that, that starting five is obviously killing in terms of net rating, but Cat's been better. Um, they've changed their style of play, especially on pick and rolls, where he's coming up and blitzing or hard showing and getting back to his man. I think it's a lot of effort, as Jokic knows, because he did that one year where <laughs> Michael Malone was just running around the court the entire season. So that's extremely <laughs> difficult to do, and he's done that while still maintaining his pace on offense. And uh, I think... He just has more of a load than Rudy Gobert. He's a better player than Rudy Gobert. I'll allow it. Okay, out of your five, Josh. So we're looking at LeBron, Jokic, Kat, Steph Curry, and John Morant. Who has the best three-point percentage this year? Uh, That's probably a trick question, so I'll go with uh, LeBron. Raj, what do you think? Jokic? Carl Anthony Towns is shooting 41% from three this year. How insane is that? Jokic is like a low 30s. LeBron's somewhere between low to mid 30s as well. Jaw is jaw, so he's like 33, 34. Steph's like 37, which is somehow like absurdly low for what we're used to. But Cat's shooting 41% from three. That's pretty insane for a guy who's, uh, you know, the center on a seventh seed. Uh, supposedly anchoring a very good defense as Josh. It's impressive. I'm okay with it. I have Gobert myself because yeah, you know I think defense. But you know I'm okay with I'm okay with Cat being in there. He was a reserve, so can you really be mad at it, Rush? No, I don't think you're mad. I think uh, overall, I think just looking at how much votes so far have been 
received by the players on January 20th. Cat uh, is more likely to get that position just because he has like almost, well, he has double the number of votes this Gobert does. And I think the guys ahead of him, they just haven't played enough games. So I don't think they're going to get the players or the coaches votes. All right, let's move on then. Josh, who do you have as your reserves for the Western Conference? So I found the reserves pretty difficult to do um, in the Eastern Conference, but the West seemed pretty straightforward for me. So since I can't put Luka in my starting lineup, he's going to be the first guy I'm going to mention here as my reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Chris Paul and Devin Booker as my guards. And I have uh, Rudy Gobert, obviously. The guy I sort of wanted to to look at more, you know, in a more deep ma- in a more deep fashion was uh, Draymond. Because I know he's having a great year defensively, and he's like the anchor of that team, but his stats are so bad. It's just it's hard to put a guy that's averaging like eight, seven, and six in the All Star game, even though he has like a massive impact on the game. You know, it's not even just his defense, but he like he's the facilitator of that offense. Like, look at that team ever since he's gone out, man. Steph is going through like the craziest shooting slump he's had in a long time. True. I think I'm just jaded by seeing him without any All Stars next to him the last couple of years. And just seeing how bad he was, you know? So you just forgot how good he actually was? No, he's he's obviously great when he has great players around him. But if, if the Hall of Fame was like a real thing, like baseball, where they only allow the top of the top in there, I don't think Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. But because they let everyone in, he's going to be, Hold obviously. <laughs> with, <laughs> with baseball's recent moves of not allowing Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds in, ah. Uh, I don't even know if we well, see LeBron a, in the Hall of Fame, thing. you know what I'm saying? That's, that's different. Like, nobody in the NBA is, like, taking a ton of steroids every year and knocking the ball out of the park, you know, 450 feet every single NBA. Uh, I don't know. LeBron spends, like, $8 million on his body every year. How, how many natural things are you putting into your body with a million dollars? Yeah, and Dwight Howard turned from a skinny kid into, you know, 350-pounder at one point, so... <laughs> and, but, yeah, know, like, with Draymond, Rod, you know... player, DeAndre Ayton... Yeah, I mean, he actually got caught for it, so true. <laughs> but yeah, I guess you have to have Draymond on this team, um, even though I just, I don't like him. But anyways, um, yeah, I got Draymond, obviously, and since Cass on my starting five, I'm not going to have him there, which I had had before. And then lastly, for the wild cards, I had Donovan Mitchell, obviously. Um, I have both Suns players ahead of him in terms of the guard spots, but I have him as a wild card. And then my last pick... There wasn't a lot of choice here. I thought it was pretty obvious. I think it's DeJounte Murray. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So you have... Your two guards are Luca and Chris Paul, I'm assuming? Actually, I have to change. The whole Luca thing has messed me up entirely, There's so... two guards and three front court players. Luca's a guard. And two wild yeah. guards. Is Devin Booker considered a forward? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, he plays forward sometimes, right? Is is the starting oh two guard God. for the best team in the league considered a forward? I mean, he does play forward in certain lineups. No, man, this oh is not God. a Demar Derozan like, case. Yeah, Raj, Damn, help him so out. I guess man. I got to put uh, I got to put Luca as my one of my guards, and then I got to put Devin Booker as one of my wild cards. Then, Ugh, this whole Luca thing is messing me up, man. Go ahead, Raj. Raj, help him out. All right, so my two backup guards or reserve guards would have to be Luka Doncic and Chris Paul. Um, and then my front court players, uh, Draymond, I have Cat, 
and uh, I'd, I'd have to give it to uh, DeAndre Aiden, even though he's missed a few games. See, this is the spot that, you know, it's going to get messed up because one of these guys who deserves to be there is not going to be there because they're not considered a forward, you know? Hold on, you can't just put up, like, quotations as if that's fine. <laughs> he's not a forward. Yeah. What do you mean, forward? <laughs> Get out of here. He plays forward in some lineups, therefore he should be considered a guard slash forward. No, There's that's... a lot of guys like that. No, like, it's... DeRozan is the same thing. Like, DeRozan plays guard and forward. No, but DeRozan plays more so as forward. Uh, I, I think DeRozan's more positionless than what Luca is. Booker. Or Booker. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. It's, yeah. it's not DeRozan's fault that the Chicago Bulls have, like, six players on in their lineup every night. I think in, in order for the guys who deserve to get in, get in, I, I think that you need to have one of these guys to have a forward um, next to their name as well as a guard just so we can get the proper guys in. Because DeAndre Aiden doesn't deserve to be an all-star this year. Like, he's played well when he's played, but... Has he played enough games and has he played to that level? Like, I would take DeJounte Murray over him any day in terms of who's produced more this year. I agree. I agree. When you look at the standings and you go through every team, it's pretty... It is difficult to find that last, like, forward spot, right? So if you're looking at the Suns, Aiton's obviously your guy. There's no other Warriors other than Draymond and Steph. The Grizzlies, are you really going to reward Jaron Jackson Jr. for their success? Not really. No. No. Utah Jazz, same thing. We already have Gobert and Mitchell in there. The Mavericks. I don't know if... I, I actually want to contest that. I think DeJounte Murray has a just as good case as Donovan Mitchell. Okay, no, no, to no. To make no. the All-Star Relax, game. relax. You got to factor in winning at some point too, right? Like Donovan Mitchell's had a great year. Maybe DeJounte Murray's putting a better counting stats on him, but Donovan Mitchell is contributing more towards winning. It's not DeJounte Murray's fault, it's just... The Jazz are much better than the Spurs in terms of their overall cast. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Yeah, you but, have to reward winning. Yeah, you do have to reward winning, but then that's, again, like punishing a player who's having a career year, who's really the engine of the team. He does it on all aspects, on offense. He's also a very good defensive player. <clears throat> Mitchell can't say the same. Um, and honestly, if, if you're going to do that, then there's going to be players that unfortunately, because their franchises don't have winning records, they'll never make the all-star game because you would actually have, you'd have to be a high usage player on a very bad team. And we always laugh at those players because they have good stats, bad, uh, bad team, but DeJounte Murray's not putting up huge usage stats either. So I would argue that. Between Mitchell, Anthony Edwards, and DeJounte Murray, like it, it's tough for that last wild card spot. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, when the commissioner chooses uh, somebody to replace someone, it can be anybody, right? Or does it have to be that position? I think it's the position. Mm. I assume so. I was so. going to say, like, the obvious pick here, if you're going to pick a forward, is Paul George, right? Because he was obviously playing really well before he got injured. And if you're going to choose a front court player instead of choosing the guy who actually deserves to be there, I think he'd have to go in first. And then you replace him with, hopefully, DeJounte Murray. But again, yeah. if it just counts as a forward, not a guard, then you can't put him in there. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how that works, but, you know. I mean, that's the cop-out. DeJounte deserves to be there. That, that's the easy cop-out answer is Paul George. And... Yep. 
like you're right. Typically, we would have guys like Anthony Davis, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard in the mix, right? Like that's three forwards that were so we've sort of just had to eliminate before the halfway mark of the year. So it's it's pretty tough to find that last forward position. I mean, I, like honestly, I just left my space blank, and I was going to ask you guys who you had. So <laughs> I'm in no better position. <laughs> uh, any love for Chris Stapps anchoring this uh, new Mavericks defense? No. no? <clears throat> I mean, he has played really well this year when he has played, but again, it comes down to like a games played thing versus guys who have played more games that are on either the same level or slightly above. So, you know, he's played well this year, but uh, yeah, overall, is he an all-star? Probably not. Okay, what about... Uh, let's... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, let's uh, real quickly just address this Andrew Wiggins as the third leading <sighs> front court getter. Like, how does this happen? Like, does Golden State have these bots going around? Like, every fan that enters, it's like 10 votes to Andrew Wiggins and Steph Curry. Like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. That's, yeah. I don't know, man. Golden State fans <laughs> are wild. I think uh, the same fans <laughs> that bought Andrew Wiggins votes are the same bots that are voting for LeBron. Yeah, because nobody in Canada is voting for him. Like, we all don't like him because he never plays for the national team besides this last summer when he finally joined. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, he's had a good year. Is he an all-star, though? No. I would rather choose Mikael Bridges over him. <laughs> oh, I didn't good. even have him on my list. I had The other guy that I had was somebody who Raj mentioned, was Anthony Edwards. He's the only other guy I had on my list besides, like, Anthony da- uh, Davis in brackets because he hasn't played enough games. Okay, what about, this might be a little far-fetched, but what about Brandon Ingram? Averaging 22, 6, and 5, so leading his team in assists and in points, obviously. And their record? Honestly, the record is the exact same as the San Antonio Spurs. In fact, it's slightly better by half a game. So is like yeah, but again, who, who has had a better year, him or DeJounte? DeJounte. Well, that's, that's what I'm putting out there. Has, has DeJounte had a better year? Oh, yeah, 100%. And plus, if you're going to take somebody off that team, it's not Ingram, it's JV. Why is it JV? <laughs> JV's had a better year than than uh, Brandon. I almost called him Andre Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely better yeah, I mean, than Andre Ingram, that's for sure. Ingram's been so inconsistent this year. And, you know, in the first part of the year, he wasn't playing any defense. Like, their defense was terrible, and he was a huge part of that. And, you know, lately he's come on a bit when he hasn't been injured. Um, but overall, like, I think his shooting splits were down. His playmaking is around where it was last year. Yeah. Um, but overall, he just hasn't had like an all-star type of season where he just pops. Where I think that DeJounte has popped the entire year. I think that he's been really consistent. What about... Uh, oh, I know who you... For- it's so obvious who we forgot. What about Zion? Oh, um, yeah. If this is an eating contest, <laughs> part of the... Uh- Popeye's eating contest sponsored by Chick Fil A. So it's a Mountain Dew commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope they vote him in so he's actually at the game, so we get to see like a close up of him just to see how fat he is now. Yo, would you intentionally wear like the most slimming outfit you could if you were Zion, like all black everything, just to show that you're like somewhat <laughs> slimmer? You know, he he has to know that this is a running question for him like uh what is his weight is probably the number one question that fans ask of him. course like not can i have your autograph <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me get a selfie now how much do you weigh yeah no i think he, he does all of his ordering online i think he goes online these like you know these shops and he's ordering like 
triple, quadruple XL stuff, so he doesn't have to go out in public and buy this stuff. Gets it delivered right to his house, and, you know, when he has to go out, nobody can tell because he's wearing, like, this massive sweater, you know? But then does he use his real name? That's the question. Yeah, he probably calls himself Zeke. Zeke. <laughs> Zeke Williamson. I won't lie to you, man. I was in New Orleans, like, must have been two to three years ago by now. And uh, I went to this, like, little hipster restaurant. It was pretty nice. And they said to, like, put the name of a celebrity down. And then when that when it's your turn, they'll call that celebrity's name out. So I was like, oh, hi, Drew Holiday. That's your boy. He's been in New Orleans for, like, seven, eight years now. He's a marginal all-star. I'm not going to pick Anthony Davis because that was, like, the year he was trying to push himself out. And the woman was like, Drew? Like, how do you, how do you spell Drew? I was like, yo, are you serious? Now I see how the Pelicans <laughs> are regarded, regarded in this city. She probably yeah, pronounced Zion. They don't know how to too. spell. <laughs> they probably wrote Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he must have said Brees instead of Holiday. He, this kid must not know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, so, okay. So we've come to a consensus of uh, hopefully DeJounte Murray in that last spot. Or finagling so. Luca yeah, in there Booker. if we can. I mean, Luca has to be there. Luca's no. I meant into that. He's an all star, and again, he's yeah. No, he he's a guard, and I I think the way the NBA should go with it moving forward is have two front court, two guards, and one flex. Well, that's the uh, that's the wild card, right? Like, I think they should just go three wild card instead of two. So just go two, two, and then three wild card reserves. I. Th- I think you're both wrong. I think we should just have the best players go. Nah. No positions. Nah. <laughs> this isn't the Toronto. It's an all-star Raptors. game. It's not like the big men get the ball anyway. Just have all the guards in the game. Who cares? Nah, man. It's... I need to see uh, Rudy Gobert standing there trying to block shots. <laughs> Nobody's paying to watch Rudy Gobert play basketball. This is also true, but it's also in Cleveland. No one's paying to go see this game anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, point. take us to the East. Who are your starters in the Eastern Conference? All right, so the front court is very, very obvious. Obviously, you have Pascal Siak. No. <laughs> no uh, he's you a got... point guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, you got KD, you got Giannis, you got Joel Embiid, obviously. And I think the guard spots, I think we're going to disagree on. So I have both Bulls guards same. as the starters. Same. I have Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Same, same. Yeah, okay. Same, same, same. I'm not rewarding yeah. Trey Young. Are you kidding? I do not disagree either. What'd you say, wow. Rush? Okay. I agree 100%. It has to be Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Um, and then we'll obviously talk about the reserves. So I 100% agree with Josh. Oh, absolutely. I'm not rewarding someone with... Where's Atlanta? They're sitting in the 12th spot. I'm not rewarding Trey Young with a starter position in the 12th spot in the conference. Not happening. He is having a great year, but yes, I think that uh, I think Levine has probably had a better year overall, anyway. And Levine might be better than DeRozan, honestly. I mean, if you look at their stats and everything in terms of impact, it's close. I mean, Demar Derozan's obviously hit all those game winners, so maybe that gives him the edge. But overall, Levine's probably had a better year in terms of like efficiency, and his defense has been pretty good too. Yeah, but DeRozan's who they go to in the fourth quarter. There's something to say, like. As much as you stat nerds want to be like, oh, Zach Levine has better advanced stats and blah, blah, blah. Nah. I mean, DeRozan's the guy that Billy Donovan relies on in the fourth to actually close out games. Last year, it was Levine. You know, and Levine did an excellent job at it. But 
it's pretty obvious that it's Demar's team this year, and he's taking the reins. So, yeah. And then the front court is obvious, right? Giannis, Embiid, KD. If anyone has anything different than that, they're well, they're probably a Boston Celtics fan. Indeed. <laughs> Raj, who do you have as your reserves? For my front court, for the reserves, uh, I have Jimmy Butler. Uh, I think he's a lock, even though he's missed a large part of the year. Um, you, I, I would have to say that Pascal Siakam um, is not my like first, but he's my third front court player. Uh, and then this last one is a bit tough. I think uh, this is and is going to end up going to Jason Tatum, um, unfortunately. But uh, I think like. Is this who I think should deserve it or who is going to be? No, who you think deserves it. These are your guys who you want to choose into that position. All right. All right. I would have to say Jimmy Butler for sure. Uh, I would say Pascal Siakam and I would probably give it to Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Wow. Wow. I didn't even have him on my list. Did not expect that one. Interesting. Contract year, Miles Bridges. He's played really well. He's played well the whole year. Their team's obviously turned it up a notch. They're obviously still not a top team in the East, um, but I would have to give it to them. Interesting. I also have Pascal here. I was arguing between him and the Boston guys. And then you look at the stats. Like Pascal's had an amazing year when he's played. And now he's playing point guard with Fred Van Vliet out. And he's played. he's basically played every position so far because the Raptors are a bit odd in terms of positional basketball, obviously. But, uh, you know, he's taking a bigger role this year, having to play center and play that position on defense and then basically doing everything on offense. And he's just been better than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown overall. And then uh, for my last spot, I also have Jimmy Butler as well, too, just because even though he's played less games than the Boston boys, he's just been better. He's just a better player. And he affects winning more. I mean, Miami's first in the conference. They deserve to have somebody there. And I was going to argue that maybe they shouldn't have a player. They should just have Spolstra be the coach, no matter what. Because he's the reason why they're first in the conference, right? He's getting all these guys to play all these different roles who have never played these roles before. Like, Yurtsevin coming in and averaging 11-13 and in 15 games when they lost both their centers. And they thought, you know, everyone thought that Miami was going to falter on that massive road trip that they were on. And, you know, Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. So he deserves to be the coach for that team no matter what happens, honestly, because he's been the best coach in the East so far this year. Um, but for my front court spots, I have Jimmy Butler, Pascal, and then I have Evan Mobley. I think Evan Mobley deserves Whoa. to be there as well. <laughs> Over Jared Allen? Wow. No, no, we'll get to that. Oh we'll my that. goodness. Holy. <laughs> that is a... This is not the Rising Ooh. Star Challenge, Josh. I think he's he's more malleable, you know? Like, you put him in the lineup, he can play two different positions. He can guard on the perimeter better than almost anybody in the NBA. He's had an amazing year. And I was actually thinking about putting all three Cavs in there, honestly. I almost did that. I decided to take Allen off the ballot just because um, I think Mobley affects the game more than he does. That's wild, man. That's uh... good on you. That's good on Ooh. you. When was the last time there was a, a rookie named an all-star? Can you think of the last one? Tim Duncan? Luca didn't even get that. I'm Tim Duncan? Blake. Hmm. Blake Griffin in 2011. <laughs> and before that, Yao Ming voted in by all of China. 
That makes oh. sense. How, <laughs> how crazy yeah. is that? You're putting Evan Mobley, well, maybe not so much in the Blake Griffin conversation, but like in the likes of Yao Ming, Tim Duncan was in there, like you said. Grant Hill was an all star as a rookie. Shaq. You want to put Evan Mobley in that conversation? Damn. Whew. I mean, why not? Everyone's comparing him to like Tim <laughs> Duncan and Kevin Garnett. And, you know, as a rookie, he just played better than KG, obviously, because KG didn't, you know, really play as much as a rookie. Tim Duncan's a whole other case, obviously. He was averaging like 22 and 12 out of the league. <laughs> so yeah. it's a little bit different. <laughs> but, you know, I think Mobley is just a better all around offensive player than Jared Allen, even though Jared Allen's shown some stuff this year. And then defensively, he's he's better than Allen. And, you know, I think if you're going to choose between those two to have in, in your lineup as a, you know, a Cavaliers fan, like if you're playing a big game and you're choosing between one of those guys to start at center, you're going to choose Mobley. I don't think so. <laughs> I do. No, no, I think every Cavaliers fan is going to pick Jared Allen, even though Mobley has a higher ceiling. But dude, he's a yes, rookie. What do you mean if you have one game, you're going to choose? He doesn't play like... He keeps saying he's a rookie. He doesn't play like a rookie. It doesn't matter. He still has the ball... Like, the cojones factor of a rookie, Josh. I I, I disagree. Jared there. Allen's I been in the league long enough to earn more respect than that. Nah, it doesn't Why? matter how long you've been in the league. Yes, it it matters how you affect the game and your counting stats and how you affect winning. And I think that Mobley's been slightly better this year. So, so you have Mobley, Siakam, and uh, Jimmy Butler. Correct. You're really going with positionalist basketball, like the Nick Nurse full max effect. And you told me to choose three forwards. I chose three forwards or centers, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Front court I had players. Front court players. And then who are your guards? Well, who do you have? I had, who did you have, Peter? I had Butler. I had Jared yeah. Allen instead of, uh, obviously, Evan Mobley, apparently. <laughs> And the last one was, uh, I don't know. I was debating between Siakam, Tatum, and Brown. Same thing. I mean, Tatum and Brown, it's kind of obvious why they would be in consideration. The team sucks, obviously. The team is barely above 500 as it is. But And Jason Tatum has been one of the worst jump shooters in the NBA all year besides the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I was <laughs> hovering between those two. I think I, I would choose Brown if it came to it. Siakam, if he had played more games, I would choose him, but... He's, yeah, I don't know. He had he had a bit of time off there in between, didn't he? Missed a few games. Yeah. That's probably the only knock on Siakam not getting a spot is because he missed games. And I don't think Brown... Well, so did Jimmy Butler. Player. Yeah, well, like but we said before, Jimmy you Butler reward winning, right? Yeah. I mean, the Raptors are what, in seventh yeah. spot? So, yeah. <laughs> That's not the first. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean? Yeah. But again, I think it's more so to do with coaching, though. Again, you know, like Jimmy Butler's been great, obviously, but he's played in what, like twenty-two games? No, he's played like twenty-nine, I think. Yeah, it's Pascal's played in thirty-two. So, eh. but I also think uh, Brown doesn't cons- uh, count himself a front court player. He's a guard, no. and Tatum's a front court player. That's, that's yeah. fair. I mean, yeah. Brown plays a lot of small forward too, so whatever. We're getting into a bunch of nonsense here. Positionless, they say. Who do you have as your uh, reserve guards and uh, wild cards, Josh? Um, as much as I hate to put him on the team, James Harden, he has to be in there. Even though he's not playing up to his standards, he's still averaging 24, 10, and 7 or 8. So he's my first one. Trey Young is obviously my second one. He's 
putting up crazy shooting numbers too. He's averaging like 46, 38, and I think around 88. And, you know, even, even though Atlanta's been a disappointment this year, he's been there the entire way, despite, you know, Atlanta having all their different injuries. He's been the constant there, so he definitely deserves to be there. And then for my wild cards, I have Darius Garland and Fred Van Vliet. Wow. All righty. No love for uh, LaMelo Ball? LaMelo Ball has not been as good as either one of those guys. Darius Garland's been way better than LaMelo Ball, and Fred Van Vliet's obviously come on a lot lately. He's been he's struggled the last couple games, but before that, he had that massive stretch where he was averaging like 30 points per game. And he's the main reason why the Raptors are in playoff contention. He's been, again, the constant, right? Like, Darius Garland is playing the exact same role as what Fred Van Vliet does for the Raptors. They just have the ball all the time. Um, and they're the ones that make him go. Yeah, like, I have the same backup, our reserve guards as you and Trey Young and James Harden. I think the real debate comes between LaMelo Ball and Fred Van Vliet. Because I have Darius Garland above both of them. Just because he's playing winning basketball. They lost uh, Colin Sexton early in the year. And he had to take on a bigger role. And he's responded to that. And who knew the Cavs are, what, fourth in the East now? Um, so I Or fifth in the East. Um, and another player who doesn't get a lot of votes. Historically, um, probably overlooked. But the other name that could potentially make it is Chris Middleton. Uh, he's just kind of every year he's solid. He puts up good numbers. He's efficient. And this Bucks team is not as strong as it was in the last two years in the regular season. But a lot of the times they're blowing out teams and he's sitting out five, six minutes into the fourth quarter. So maybe his numbers don't look as well a uh, good, but uh, he's playing good basketball. And this Bucks team is still fourth in the East and destined to make another big playoff run. Would you pick Middleton over Drew Holiday on this for this position? Nope. I think I would take Drew about, uh, yeah. if I were choosing one of the two of them. Yeah, but again, like Drew's been out for a little while now. So, But he's putting up crazy stats. Like when I saw he was shooting 50% from the floor, that's by, by far his career high, I'm guessing. So he's played amazing this year. And he played without Giannis and Chris Middleton for a while there, and he was carrying the team. So he was in the contention, you know, the last couple weeks up until, you know, the last week or so where he's been out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're both in contention, obviously, but I think that Van Vliet, Garland, especially, have been uh, have been better. I had the same four. Mm, Van yeah. Vliet and Garland as well, with uh, Harden and Trey as my reserve guards. So we basically have the similar similar teams, right? Other than, like, the Boston guys. Rush, who was your forwards? Who did you have in your front court? Yeah, I had, I had Butler... Um... Uh, Siakam and Miles Bridges. Ah, uh, yes. So we all left the Boston guys off, right? I think yeah. if it came to it, I would have to. But, Good. You know. Yeah, that would be weird, like, man. Obviously, one of them is one of them is going to make it. Like that's the reality of just how the voting works. Yeah, it's going to be Tatum. Um, I think uh, Brown yeah. doesn't get nearly as much love as he should. But Jalen Brown, I think, is a better offensive player overall than James than uh, Jason Tatum, but. Tatum does all those things that a quote-unquote superstar superstar does, right? Including yeah, missing he, he big takes shots. really bad pull-up jumpers. He's the most overrated player in the NBA right now. Most overrated? Oh, yeah. 100%. Hmm. People talk about him as if he's like, you know, a superstar player who's eventually going to lead Boston to a championship. 
like maybe a couple of years ago when you know him and Jalen Brown led the team um, to the conference finals with Terry Rozier. You could like say that then because he was so young. But you know he's entering his prime now, obviously. And is he affecting winning and making his teammates better at this point? No. Damn. Strong case. You think he's going to be like uh, Bradley Beal, <laughs> that level of a uh, star <laughs> eventually? Yeah, I think that he's that level. He's a second tier star, right? He's not. He's not going to be a superstar level player like on the you know, same impact as like Joel Embiid and LeBron and all these guys, Jokic. Paul George level? Even John Morant, I think, is going to be higher than him in the future. Yeah, like a Paul George level kind of star. Like, we've seen what Paul yeah. George-led teams do, right? They get to the second round at most. But as a second fiddle, Paul George is pretty amazing. Yeah, if you get lucky, you might make the conference finals every once in a while. But, uh, you know, as the main, main <laughs> guy, you have to have a real strong team um, surrounding that type of player in order for them to make it far in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. Another another player we another player we talked about that probably won't get an all star nod this year, but um, is probably in my opinion more likely to be a superstar is Anthony Edwards. I know I've been really big on him this year, but he's pulling up the same stats as Jalen Brown has, um, almost on the same usage as well, and uh, he's obviously playing on a Minnesota team where there's two other bigger names and Cat and Russell on that team. But in a couple of years, I think he might be a perennial all-star. Yeah, I mean, he might make the jump next year because usually when superstar guards make the jump, it's in year number three. We've seen that with Morant this year, obviously. And, uh, you know, he's in line to be the next big thing. Wait, did you say... Did you say Anthony Edwards and Jalen Brown are putting up similar numbers, even though Jalen Brown is shooting like 47% from the field compared to 42.8, from the yeah. field compared I to 34. Oh, tear him apart, Peter. Get him. <laughs> There's clearly a yeah, difference in efficiency here, right? <laughs> One sec. Let me let me pull up the 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 stats. They're not going to change, sec. Raj. They're not going to change because they're on maybe your screen they instead maybe, of Peter's. Maybe my site is wrong. I have an iPhone 13. (laughs) The numbers might be more clear to you then, but they're not going to change. Well, who has more triple doubles? Uh, Does that really matter? Triple double? (laughs) No, no, it's uh, it's actually. (laughs) But no, uh, honestly, (laughs) that's awesome. uh, But if if you are if you are comparing both their just overall like effectiveness sure maybe their numbers are a bit different but um there was big stretches where d'angelo russell wasn't playing and and edwards had to carry the load in the backcourt and uh he made more threes he's putting up more points obviously more assists he has 50 percent more steals double the blocks um and again uh we're talking about two players that are probably both underappreciated. And I think Anthony Edwards more so because he plays in the West End. He's the third option really on a, on a Timberwolves team, but soon we'll hear his name. <laughs> okay. I think he's one of the most popular players in social media right now. For oh, sure. easily. So, uh, yeah. I no think that he's going to be like, yeah, he's going to be in the um, all-star starter consideration for years to come for sure. Cause he's going to be a very popular player because his post game press conferences and his dunks obviously are amazing. 
Um, but he needs to fix his uh, shot diet for sure. He yeah. takes a lot of stupid shots. <laughs> you know what? I, I take it all back, guys. I, I was reading. I think the chart I was reading was old. So Jalen Brown this year is averaging 24. Anthony Edwards, 22.7. Uh, 45.4% from the field compared to 44.6. So similar-ish. Uh, Edwards is a better free throw percentage shooter by 1%. Who cares? Roughly the same on threes. Brown's a better rebounder. Roughly the same on assists. Edwards has more steals. 1.6 to 1.1. Yeah. Wow. And blocks. Yeah. I'll take it back. Like I'm, they're very similar players. Like in terms of overall this year, yeah, impact, yeah. Except Jalen Brown's a much better defensive player, but we'll ignore that. Uh, I don't know much better, oh, honestly. On. No, relax. Come on, relax. Come on, yeah. We'll see. Relax. It's not Jalen Brown's fault that his team sucks. They gave him literally <laughs> like one of the worst point guards that you could work with, because year after year that Boston Celtics team has. Never had like a, a proper point guard. The closest thing they've had is Peyton Pritchard, which is fucked up beyond measure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you go from Kyrie I'm... Irving to Terry Rozier to Kemba Walker to Peyton Pritchard slash Dennis Schroeder? You mean Marcus Smart? No, I I, I know Smart what I said. Him. Dennis Schroeder slash Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, but Marcus Smart starts right. Yeah, Marcus Smart is not a point guard, man. It's like when they told Zach Levine to be a point guard at Minnesota. They're not point guards. Like, yeah. point guards obviously just have an intuition to pass first, no matter what. Right? Even if they are guys like Kyrie or Dame Lillard who are allegedly point guards, but, you know, are score- more scoring guards, they still pass the ball. Shooter is only, like, penetrating and making it assist passes. He's not doing proper passing. Peyton Pritchard's the closest thing, man. It's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They need to mix up there, obviously. So They need to blow it up, man. Blow up Boston. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, just keep those you know, those two guys <laughs> and uh, maybe keep Robert Williams as well and then just restructure the team. Yeah, it's a shame they have nothing else. Yeah, I, I think the... Yeah, I think also they may have to make a decision on maybe shipping one of those guys out and building the rest of the team. I think that actually is the best way to build your team forward because everything else is worth, like their players are really role players at best. You take one of those two and you pair that up with Robert Williams and you trade the other four assets and picks and whatnot and then you have a pretty good team going forward. I don't think you have a pretty good team going forward if you do that though because you're trading most likely Jalen Brown for a bunch of draft picks, and then maybe a young player if you're lucky, I guess. And then you're going to be bad for a couple of years until those draft picks turn into something, whether it's trade or whether you keep those picks. Go get Ben Simmons. So, nah, but nah. I, but one, one, one could argue that they wouldn't get more than just a couple of draft picks. Like They can probably get two pretty good young players, a vet, and picks. Yeah, but you're still not going to be better than having Jalen Brown on your team, though, for at least a few years, and then you're just wasting Tatum's prime. Uh, I don't know. This is uh, too much of a Boston Celtics pod for my life. I I was just trying to hate on them the entire time, and now we're actually talking (laughs) what they need to do. Uh, It's sad, man. They give so much love, and they're still crap. All right. In terms of all-star... 
sorry, I wanted to talk about in, in terms of all star voting. Who do you think is the most surprising vote getter? Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I think that's that's obvious. That's the only answer. <laughs> yeah. No, it, he's up there for sure. But for me, it it almost has to be Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> oh yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> yeah, good call. That's funny. So we're looking at uh, like he's getting more. V- we're looking at the third uh, like third Sorry. returns, right? From fan voting on January twentieth. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, if you look at LaMarcus Aldridge, he has 310,000 votes and he's not playing. And this is probably as many votes as he's gotten while he was having all-star caliber seasons. Like, the equivalent number of votes. And he's, like, actually not playing. Obviously, people recognize the name and probably think he's a great player on 2K to build their roster around or whatnot, but... Um, I, I just don't know how he ends up getting 310,000 votes more than Evan Mobley did. Yeah, Brooklyn. <laughs> Is there a Brooklyn bump? Like, I thought yeah. people don't even pay attention to them besides the three stars. I'm pretty sure they just like look for whoever's on the team and then just click it. You know what I mean? Or the Mark Soldiers has like a fan base that we don't know about. Maybe Texas Loyal. I think he's from Texas. Maybe. You would think that a guy like uh, Patty Mills would be up there then. He's got an entire country behind him. <laughs> yeah, but whether the country likes basketball is a different story. Or else Joe Ingles would be up there yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Valid point. Yeah. I think we've lost a lot of the international vote a long time ago. Now that guys like Steph are popular again. KD is big internationally as well. Giannis, Joel Embiid, obviously. It's not just like a single country voting for their own guy anymore. It's nice. It's very nice. Unless uh, unless it's Yao Wing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Josh, you have any stats corner for us? I do. Just uh, one thing today. So can you guess the two teammates where uh, the most assists on a single teammate's three-pointers? So who is passing the ball to who um, in terms of this year's total three-pointers made between somebody passing the ball from one person to the next. Draymond so to Steph. Draymond to Steph, yes. Yeah. So that's number two, actually, 46 oh. um, three-pointers made. Oh, uh, wow. You're probably not going to guess a lot of these, so I can give you the teams if you want, and you can probably see if you can get it at that point. Even then, it's pretty tough. Sure. Let's go with the teams. New York. New York is number one. Oh, God. Who to who? Randall to Walker. No, Randall ain't passing the ball. It's gotta be. Uh, <laughs> That's true. It's gotta be like RJ Barrett to Evan Fournier. If you combine those two, you have something. The two that you guys said. RJ Barrett to Kemba no. Walker. Fournier to Randall. Let's see how long this takes. <laughs> nope. Oh my god! Oh my god! Is it our? Wait. <clears throat> This is embarrassing. Is it Fournier to Walker? This is embarrassing. No. You've almost got all the combinations now. You're getting there. <laughs> uh, it's Walker to Fournier. No. Oh my so God. So Walker, not Walker to Fournier, listening. not Walker to Barrett. Uh, is it re- so it's got to be Julius Randle involved. Randle to Fournier? There Randall you go. To- 63 pointers by Fournier off of Randle's passes. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're telling me Evan Fournier has had 63 threes more than one a game I mean, this year? 
impressive. Most of them against Boston, but yes. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and then uh, you got Brooklyn. Patty? Curry. No, sorry. Uh, KD to Patty Mills? Close. Harden to Patty? There you go. At 39. And you got Utah. Is it Jordan Clarkson involved? Because that'd be great. No. <laughs> no. Uh, let's go to the guard to guard. It's Mitchell to Mitchell to Boban. To who? Not Boban. Boyan. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> nope. To Conley. Or Conley to Mitchell. Nope. One or the other. Nope. Really? Wow. No. Mitchell doesn't have that many threes. He's chucking this year, man. He does. He does. He's chucking. Well, okay, you're right, but it, it, they're not the they're not the best threes. Rhythm threes. Like, let's he, say he's chucking them. Hmm. Is it Gobert to Mitchell? No. Oh. No, it's guard to guard. I don't know. Are we counting it's, Joe Ingles as a guard, Josh, or is he a forward or center? He's not in this. <laughs> it's guard to forward. Conley to boy to Bogdanovich. Nope. Huh. Huh. I think you said that already. Oh God, is this no? Raj said. Is uh, this Mitchell, Mitchell to, to O'Neal? No, I thought he said uh, Conley. No, he said Mitchell. No, yeah, well, it's Mitchell about Dinovich. There you go. I said Mitchell to Boban actually, <laughs> and then I corrected myself to Boyan. <laughs> uh, then you got Sacramento. Oh my God. Halliburton to yield. Correct. Thirty-seven. Ugh. And then lastly, Miami. <laughs> um, Kyle Lowry to Gabe Vincent. Close, but no. <laughs> That'd be like Lowry to Hero? Nope. Oh. Lowry to Robinson. There you go. It's the most obvious one, so 35. I figured uh, Duncan Robinson just started really slow this year, you know? I didn't think he would catch up on time. He still chucks enough of them, I guess, and all of his three pointers are assisted. So, yeah, it's true. Not like Gabe Vincent, our favorite Wait. Miami Heat player now. Indeed. Um. Wait. Who? How much is the number one? Uh, teammates for teammates assisting on three pointers. What's the total? I think it was sixty-seven. Yeah, some somewhere in Oof. the sixties. Wow. Where was Steph to Draymond wow. in this list, Josh? Number two. Or Draymond to Steph. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Draymond's not shooting Jeez. that's for sure they were at, actually no it was, it was 60 for the Knicks and then it was uh, 46 for Green to Curry wow wow so they have a big lead yeah yeah I wonder if uh, if Green has shot 46 three pointers in his career from passes from Steph Curry oh no, he must have <laughs> no. for sure he must have <laughs> no just just no, shot them or shot... made them shot them. oh shot From them Curry for sure 100 percent. because he used to shoot a lot in his prime right like he had 35 points in game seven against uh, cleveland he was taking threes back then and okay so i pulled up the numbers and not specifically from seth but just draymond's uh three-point attempts in general in 2014-15, he had the highest number of attempts in his career at 329. This year, for in comparison, 42. Yep. <laughs> Last year, 126. Damn, yeah. Steve Kerr shut that down. Yeah, real quick. 
All right, good stuff, Josh. Good stats corner. Those were a little tricky, man. Good job, good job. And on that note, I want to thank everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Leave us those comments. Five-star reviews only, Raj. Thank you very much. We're on Instagram and Twitter at HoopsCornerPod. And until next time, peace.